Cheers, Coin. Cheers, Nice. How are you, Mad Dog? G'day, guys. Episode six, one percenters. Welcome back with us. Um, I, I say this every time, Coin, but it's a real feeling every time we sit down in the chair, eh? Starstruck, mate. Um, it's getting better, bigger and better every week, and um, soon we'll actually uh, release our somebody that's coming on our podcast today, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, and it's exciting times. Also, we've just launched our TikTok. And uh, Instagram Reels, so hopefully you guys have been liking those. Um, like, comment on those. It like, goes into the algorithm, that kind of stuff. So Yeah, give us a share. Um, spread that formula out there. As Coin was saying, look, we're just getting some visual content out there for you guys. We want to engage with you as much as we can. Um, hence why we fucking chuck on a silly outfit every time we sit in front of the camera, in front of the microphone. We've got a twoies in hand. I know we don't have heads for TV, but... Uh, not at all. Probably not too good on the phone looking at us. We don't um, even care if you laugh at us, not with us. Yeah. Um, so, and it will take all, anything we can get, guys. Probably laughing at us, I reckon. Probably. 100%. Look at these ugly heads. <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't already, guys, um, please feel free to give us uh, yeah, a like, a follow um, on TikTok, Instagram. We've got a new link tree. Um, you can check us out on multiple platforms now. Bert Coyne, um, very exciting guest coming on in just a moment. We're going to give him a ring in a set. We've got the great Andy Raymond from Fox Sports. Beautiful, eh? Uh, just a legend of um, rugby league sport, just uh, covering sports in general, all that kind of stuff. And I'm super excited. It's our first guest and what a better way to start it with somebody that we've grown up listening to and uh, some of the great calls that we've listened to in games. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Very, very passionate footy fans, man, coining. So we're actually a bit nervous. We're getting goosebumps. We're, I'm, like, I'm oh, probably hearing my voice. It's a bit crackly yeah. and I'm just like, oh, I've got, I got butterflies. Oh, yeah, I have butterflies where I asked you. I haven't been this nervous since like bloody asking a chick out. Oh, fucking hell. But with that being said, guys, I'm going to throw away to a commercial break, aka interlude music now. But when we come back, the great Andy Raymond. Yes, sir. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of The One Percenters. The normal two lunatics are here, and their guest, he's a complete lunatic too. The One Percenters. G'day Andy, how are you? It's Mason and Clint. How are you boys? We're alright, how are you? Yeah, I'm going alright. Oh, honestly Andy, it's, this is a big deal for us, eh? Like, I'm sorry if we sound nervous. Oh, we're, we're nervous as uh, fuck, mate, I'm not going to hide it. Uh, <laughs> this is our first like, big interview, so... Sorry for the language before as well, but um, yeah, we're really excited to get you on and um, just talk a bit of um, your career things, personal things, um, just a few questions and get to know you for our audience. Yeah, no. True, easy. Again, thank you for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Obviously, both of us, like, we're, we're 21, so we grew up watching you on, on Fox and um, like our parents were fortunate enough to love us enough to have Fox. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're, we grew up pretty privileged, uh, so... So we, our parents could afford Fox Sports, which is good. So Yeah, exactly right. Um, but again, thank you for taking the time. We'll get straight in. We won't keep you for too long. Um, we just wanted to ask you, Andy, so getting into journalism, was it always a dream of yours? We've done a bit of research and saw that your old man um, was on Channel 7, we believe, and covered some motorsports. So we just want to get a feel for what made you want to get into journalism and did you feel obligated in any way? Didn't feel obligated in any way. Um... Mate, I think it was sort of muggy see, monkey do. It was all I all I knew dad for. Like, I mean, he was dad, but that was his job and his job was on TV and and I was around at a really young age. I knew the guys that were on TV. I knew the guys that worked on TV. And Australia is really, really lucky, guys. We got the best TV people in the world. And, and it's sort of just organically happened um we used to race bmx back in the early to mid 80s and they'd get like a thousand riders uh, to a meeting on a friday night out at liverpool in western sydney yeah, well. and i was only you know 10 years of age but i would jump on the microphone in between races and call call races with dad just for a bit of fun yeah unreal. Uh, so i think that that's sort of where it started um, I'd never showed an interest in anything else. Um, and I, I would go up to channel seven at the time on a weekend when I was at school and I'd watch, watch, learn and listen. And, um, well, basically I was the coffee boy. I was the coffee boy, the lunch boy <laughs> and the and print, printer boy. 
Yeah. And, uh, mate, I loved it. And it sort of just grows from there. That's unreal. Um, obviously, it was, it was written in the history books before it even happened. I guess you were just born into it and just went from there. Yeah, definitely the nature of a nature type thing, I yeah. guess. Big time. But, um, yeah, Andy, so another question as well I wanted to ask you, like, what was the catalyst that kind of, like, drove you to start a podcast? Like, um, personally, like, our podcast, the reasoning for starting it was a chance to, like, voice our own opinions. And obviously, yep. sometimes in this today's society with um certain jobs like obviously your previous that you can't say some certain certain things it's a bit more like a bit of an open platform i guess so we just wanted to see like what your thoughts are behind like starting the podcast definitely it's just a chance for us to to have a beer and, and chat some shit in front of a microphone um we just want to get a feel for what yeah what brought you to it um couple of things i i've got so many stories and so many contacts after 33 odd years in rugby league, in sport and in television, that it would be criminal to take them to the grave with me. Yeah, you know, I've, I've got to share these contacts. I've got to share these stories. Most of them, uh, most of them are, you know, good time stories and stories over a few beers, which I absolutely love. Uh, but like you look at the guests that I have on the podcast and, you know, there's immortals there and people say, oh, how did you get an immortal? Well, I speak to Wally Lewis. He's one of my best mates. We, we, we speak twice a week. Uh, Ricky Stewart speak twice a week. Uh, Gordon Tallis, the same. I'm at Laurie Daly. These are just guys that I've grown up with for 33-odd years and and uh, get them on the podcast and, and have a chat and have a laugh and tell their story. So it's been enjoyable. That's unreal. So you, you're pretty much just telling us that you're a great contact to have. <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal. Um, getting back to obviously Fox and Indian when you're on the telly, um, is there any sort of moment for you that stands out, like a greatest game or most memorable moment you've been a part of in your broadcasting career? Yeah, Ed, and this is because, mate, I was once told by a former boss of Fox, you're too passionate. It's like, eat shit. I'm a, if you're going to be a rugby league commentator, you've got to be a rugby league fan to start with. So 100%. You've, got, you've, you've got to be passionate. But I'm, I'm a tragic Eels fan. I grew up in the area, played my junior footy there. Love them. Yeah. And I got to commentate the Eels in the semi-final in 2009. Yeah. They beat the Dragons. Jarrett Hayne went on a tear. Yeah. Now, yeah. Th think of that. You're getting to call your side in a semi-final or one of the side's great days. Absolutely loved it. Jared and I have spoken about it. I don't know how many times <laughs> over the years. Uh, but, yeah, really, really cool moment of career. There's one off the top of my head that stands out. Yeah, definitely. I think that Jared Haynes season as well, I think that'll go down as... Uh, I'll, like, I'd like to think, ask you personally, like, what do you think about his season that season? Because I know that 2009 season was a massive one. You obviously got 2012 Ben Barber season. And you've got Tommy Trebojevic a couple of years ago. Um, but, yeah, what do you think about, like, the best individual player season then, I guess? Obviously, there might be a bit of bias as a Paris supporter there. But, um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, look, I think, uh, I think Jared, Tommy... And I'm going to throw another one in, and I can't remember the year, even though I've just recently done an interview with him, Terry Campisi. Yeah. Terry Campisi? That's a spanner in the works, that one. That's an old man. Where he could have fallen over, and the ball would have bounced to the guy next to him, and the defenders would have fallen over, and he would have scored a try. There was just nothing he couldn't do. But um, I love Sam in full flight and getting on that run. But, yeah, probably Jared and Tommy in a photo finish. Yeah, and, and an honourable uh, mention to Terry. Um, who The footy gods were with him that year. Big time. I was Weren't they with him that year, mate? He was uh, he was untouchable to Campisi. Yeah, he was a good player. 5'8 uh, for, for Canberra. He was there for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was. Now he's... Now he's getting into a dirty game. He's getting into politics and he's fighting it now. And it asks Jeez, that's a dirty path to go down. But um, Andy as well. Uh, so we want to ask, what is your favourite code besides rugby league? You obviously mentioned before that you grew up loving and watching rugby league. But something 
that your favorite like other code or sport that you've covered and and really enjoyed doing that as well i know you've done up some boxing some mma that kind of stuff it's the boxing for me if someone would have asked me back in i don't know the mid 80s when i was you know, in my teenage years, what do you want to do for a job? I would have said commentate rugby league, commentate boxing. Well, at that time, with just commercial television, there was no such job. There, there was one or two ga- There were two games, a rugby league on a weekend. That is all. There was Saturday on the ABC Live and then a replay on either Channel 9 or Channel 10 on a Sunday night of the game of the day. There was no boxing on TV, but that would have been my dream job. Uh, I've loved the boxing over a really long period of time, and I I still look back on fondly Danny Green beating the the immortal, the Hall of Famer, Roy Jones Jr. in one round. Yeah, yeah, and I I actually watched a bit of footage from that the other day, and that was great, great, great moment for Australian sport as well. That was. Yeah, it was, and then to be able to be the voice for for that and for a mate that was terrific. Yeah, beautiful. That's unreal. Um, Andy, also follow-up question on that one. With boxing, how does your approach to like coming into a big boxing match compare to maybe your semi-final for para, per se? It's, it's a really good question because, mate, strangely enough, boys, um, it's a really different discipline, commentating boxing to commentating rugby league. Uh, you've got 34 stories on the field in a rugby league game. You've got two stories in a rig. Um, I tended to commentate and actually just talk less during a boxing match because you think the cameras are so good and the camera guys and the audio guys are so good. If there's two blokes in the corner, a foot and a half away from the camera and the microphone, and they're beating the snot out of each other, and you can hear the punches and the groans and the bows. Sitting at home... That is the perfect theatre. The commentator can't add anything to that. You can add something if the guy gets knocked out. But at that point in time, you can't add anything. So I'd be quiet a lot of the time during the boxing and and just listen in. But uh, my preparation as such wasn't any different at all. I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I and it didn't matter if it was my first year or the last year, I would go and find a quiet room, a quiet dressing room, wherever I was, and I'd just sit down, no phone, no notes, and I'd just sit down and clear my mind for even just 10 minutes. Uh, forget the worries of the world, forget that the missus wants to bash me because I was out <laughs> late on a Saturday night. <laughs> forget that I've disappointed my parents again or you know, the bills and the pay, whatever. I get all that crap out of my mind and get my breathing right. And just 10 minutes, 10 minutes, it's all it took. And it's amazing. You think, if you're listening to this, go 10 minutes without checking your phone or your iPad or watching the TV. It, it, in this modern day, it's a really long bloody time, 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I'd just clear my head and uh, go out and do what I did. Yeah, that's honestly fair enough. I feel like just the way that society is now, obviously our phones should just become part of us. We're like cyborgs yeah. without even realising. So I think that's, um, that's definitely something that everyone to take in in every facet of life, where, wherever your journey takes you. Um, just to take five minutes to have a deep breath, take a little step back and just uh, chill for a second. 100% boys. And that's just a, you know, it's a tip and it, it's not, um, you know, not meaning to sound like the old bloke here and say, you know, this is what everyone needs to do, but just be present, um, relax yourself if things aren't, aren't going great. And, 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 you know, from time to time, put everything down and just see if you can clear your mind a little bit. Yeah, I, I really respect that, in all honesty. Um, definitely sounding like my old man now, I won't lie. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I think it's, obviously, I, I think I look up to you more than I look up to my old man. He'll listen to these podcast too, by the way. So it's a little Sorry, bit... <laughs> Sorry Scotty. Um, Are you yeah. not getting dinner tonight? Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, Andy, as well, like, I want to, first of all, congratulate you. Over 400 episodes on the podcast. Um who has been your most interesting guest thus far and who would be your dream guest, especially with 
that monumental 500 episodes nearing in the future? Yeah, I, um, I've had some wonderful guests and I, I love my footy talk, but I like the life talk, uh, more so probably than the footy talk. I really enjoyed sitting down with Mal Meninga and we've got a great relationship uh, and always have. And I, I don't know why, because we're very different blokes. Basically, he's grown up and I'm immature, uh, but we've always had a really good relationship. But he, he's a deep thinker. And in Mal's interview, which I've just promoted on the, on the socials, yep. I speak about uh, him being a deep thinker and finding out who he is and he, he did that post-career like he did that after he retired yeah. and the first episode of the Melman Inga Legend series is just the most magical interview you know it talks about Mal's history who he is he goes back who his parents and his grandparents are and and, and how they've all influenced the person he is today the other one is uh, a guy not so well-known, but a, a terrific footballer back in the late 70s, very early 80s, called Neil Pringle. And uh, everyone in Sydney knew Neil Pringle back in the day, a very talented footballer with the Tets and the Tigers uh, when the Tigers were Balmain. And he's had uh, he's had a number of chapters in his life story that... Uh, you wouldn't wish upon anyone and it's emotional it's engaging it caught me completely by surprise but the neil pringle interview is it's the type of interview you can sit down with non-footy or non-sports fans and listen and love uh, you know you could you could sit down with mum and she'd love it. It's, um, yeah, it, it's mind-blowing. Uh, and, yeah, it may be the best interview I've done. Yeah, that's really good. Like, I think, as you said before, like, it's kind of um, that experience of getting to tell stories. And often, obviously, the people you've interviewed, people see them in a professional manner and they don't get to see them as people. And I think that's the beauty of the podcasting you do is you get to really expose the personal side of them which shows a different light to like the people that are just used to watching them be sports people. Yeah. And look, sports are a massive part of their lives and, and being in the public eye has been a massive part of their life, but there is a whole lot more to those guys. There's a whole lot more in me than, you know, what you've seen over the years. But um, yeah, some of the stories have been uh, terrific. And look, I'm also really fortunate that the guys trust me to tell their story and be open and honest with me. Um, really, really lucky. And and so far through throughout all the episodes, there's been a, an absolute honesty. There's been trust. Um, and, and as a result, the, the stories are good ones. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And uh, definitely uh, we want to ask you on a bit of a lighter note now. So um, we know how stressful the industry um, takes and how stressful it is and how much it takes a toll on you. On a personal note, we'd like to ask, is the hair loss, is it tactical to resonate with the viewers? Because, you know, it kind of just shows the working class on here. Or is it, uh, is it a byproduct of the business? I'd love to tell you it was a tactical move. I'm a <laughs> Steve Austin fan. Yeah. Uh, the fact of the matter is, this is actually, this is a cracking story. We were at the Sydney Entertainment Centre for a fight night. And when you commentate in the boxing, you, you're actually sitting ringside. And we've got Fox cameras everywhere. We had a, a camera right up the back of the venue. And we were doing some testing at about four o'clock in the afternoon. And I took my seat and, you know, doing some audio checks and they were doing camera checks. And I looked at the monitor in front of me. And, and I had a giggle. I thought, oh, who's the poor bloke there with the, it looks like he's going to be the Devon front. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and this, this is a true story. We, my wife and I, went from there. We stayed the night in Sydney 
and flew to Thailand the next day to, to, to get away and relax for a couple of weeks, flight going over and, and having a few cold beers. Yep. And first night, few cold beers, and we're wandering or stumbling home at about you know one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and there's an all night barber at the end of Bangalore. Oh no! Oh. And so I just went and I said, "Get rid of it." Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, there's the story you know here. Fair call, Andy. I've got to ask you as well. Um, I actually went to to Thailand in about June, I think it was Bangalore Road. Um, a few interesting sights and people that you meet on Bangalore Road. I've got to ask you, are you a fan of the ping pong show? Uh, I'm a table tennis fan. <laughs> that good answer. Uh, look, you know, when you go over to Thailand uh, as an adult for the first time, I reckon it'd be 95% have gone into a show. And we, we did at some stupid hour of the morning, uh, had a laugh, had a beer, um, uh, and just watched the, watched in amazement what was going on in front of us. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Oh, I, I actually got pulled up on a stage myself and they stripped me down and started whacking me with pool noodles. So I don't know if you've had a similar experience. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, Dad said, I shit you not, Andy. Um, Did you whack them back with your noodles? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wish it was big enough to do some damage, but um, yeah, not quite, unfortunately. <laughs> I'd have to get right up close, and I'd have to be a good aim as well. Oh, that's funny. Um, also, in light of the question, obviously about about the hair loss. Um, yep. Sorry to bring that back to you. Um, we want to ask you, who's your favourite bald NRL star, both past or present? So we're thinking our Matt Coopers, our Michael Waymans. Um, is there any that come to mind? Jeez, favourite bald NRL star. Oh, you've called me off guard here. I'm just, uh, I'm shutting the eyes and going back through it. T, who'd be, who'd be close, and a bloke who I have interviewed, he's a good mate of mine, and he also succumbed to the uh, the slice of Devon at the back. <laughs> the great cowboy, Matt the Thumper Scott. Yeah, we were talking about him earlier, actually, as yeah, honourable mention. He still had a bit at the front like me. And I think his teammates let him know that uh, there, were, there was a bit of an issue at the back. Uh, so David <laughs> Scott would have to be very, very close. I, yeah. I think he was trying to hold on to it for as long as he could, though. Credit to him. And just quietly, I feel like I would never tell Matt Scott about his hair because he would just bash the chair down. I would not say a thing. Jesus, um, again, I know him in a very different light uh, because we're mates and we can have a joke. But he's he's very intense uh, at the appropriate time, and yeah, I, I don't know if I'd be uh, critiquing his airline either. Yep, fair call. Definitely not. I I agree with you there. Uh, but Andy, we saw one of your most recent Insta posts. Um, so we want to ask you: Do you love Married at First Sight as much as Meso does? I'm a big fan, Andy. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Okay, this interview has interrupted me playing catch up on one of the episodes. <laughs> oh, shit, I not. I'm lounge with my Labrador, the businesses away for the day. And I'll, I'll press pause, catching up on the last uh, commitment ceremony. I hate it, but I am watching it. I've never watched any of uh, the reality TVs in what 15 years that they've been around. Yeah. And I went and spent about six weeks looking after my mum in Sydney, Reese, uh, about a year ago. And at 80, she thinks they're wonderful, the voice, and Australia's got talent, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And we ended up watching Maths, and I've just jumped into the next season. I cannot believe this is where my life has taken oh. me. Like, You're deep in it now as well. Honestly, and it, it has possessed my life for the last couple of weeks. Like, I, I don't know what to do. It's, it's crazy. I tell you what, there's going to be a whole heap of boys and guys looking for the, the nymphomaniac when the show ends out, out at the bar. She, just, she wants one. Tell me about it. I'm seeing that. She's going to be the most popular girl in Australia. Big time. 100%. Instagram DMs are probably blowing up right now. Oh, I'm sad. Full of, yeah, few boys our age full of testosterone. I reckon they might have to get on the bell from maths. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, but Andy, I also want to ask you, who has the better voice, you or Meso? Because I, I actually think uh, my friend Meso, who I'm sitting next to, actually has uh, the voice for radio. <laughs> Not a head for TV, though, I'd definitely Not say that. 
I'll, I'll get a head for TV and let me start it. Yeah. Head for radio and a voice for newspapers. Mason's got me covered. Mason might be along those lines as well, but I appreciate it. I was a, yeah, I, I, I'll probably talk to myself. I might be a couple of beers I've had before this episode to give me the confidence of, of, of um, uh, I've been enjoying it. to do that. Oh, but no, it's um, it's it's good fun. Hopefully, yeah. I know we've just started putting a camera in front of us recently, so I don't know if they like what they're saying. The views might go down, but we'll wait and see what happens. <laughs> um, also, any going back to that episode five hundred milestone, would you ever consider the one percenters? Says <laughs> now, there's an offer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably can't turn it down, mate. I'm gonna have to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, there, there, there's an offer. I, I, I just wonder if I promote it on Instagram, how long would it take for the first person to come back and say hurt? <laughs> I guarantee not long, and it would probably be my mum. Oh, mum will listen and love you. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to start thinking about that because I'm starting to schedule uh, the season ahead and and what we've got on and how we're doing it. So I'm gonna, I'll have to try and project when... Uh, when 500 will be and, uh, and do something special. Unreal. All right. Um, Andy, with that being said, we, again, we just want to thank you for your time. Um, we won't keep you any longer. We'll let you go back to your maths. Um, but thank you so much for being part of the one percenters. You are our first interview. Um, and we, we think this will go down in the history books. So we just really appreciate your time. Appreciate you, mate. Yeah. As, I, as Meso said, and to summate it all, like really good experience for us. And it's, kind of got ourselves out of our own comfort zone like interviewing people as well but it's been really good and uh, an enjoyable experience yeah bloodwise had a good giggle the last uh, last 20 minutes been fun boys the best of luck on your podcast journey legend goddess uh thanks andy um guys if you're listening um please listen to andy's podcast give him a shout out it's across spotify apple podcast pandora amazon and more um and the great andy raymond thank you once more see you legends cheers andy catch up see ya All right, guys. Welcome back from the interlude music. <laughs> Still my hat for us now, mate. So I'm in. Oh, I don't think you've copyrighted it. So I think you're a tough dame, don't you? <laughs> Wait, what? See this big arm? Well, I fucking hell. Um, guys, honestly, Coin and I are just still pretty shocked. Sh- I'm shell shocked, bro. Starstruck. <laughs> Fuck, bro. My heart's like racing. It feels like I've like just drunk, like. 30 Red Bulls. We, we, were, we were honestly this close from, from calling the episode there just because of how stoked we were with that interview. Yeah. Eh? Like we, we know that not everyone out there is going to be a footy head. They may not know Andy, but I think just judging from how that interview went, you can gauge how good of a bloke he is. And yeah. you, can, you can just, even as not a sport fan, you can just appreciate him as a good bloke. He's what the 1% is all about. Just the shit talk. <laughs> Funny stories, that kind of bullshit. Yeah, fucking king. Um, but guys, we'll get on with the with the rest of the episode now. Colin, I want to talk to you about things that we do subconsciously. So things that the mind controls over the body, but we don't actually think about. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of those type of things. So allow me to get things started. Yeah. You're in a car park at Aaron's Fair. You're about to do some shopping. You got the music on loud with the boys. If I can turn the ox down so you can see better. Why do we do that? Yeah, what's up with that, eh? There has to be a scientific explanation behind that. Yeah. Because, like, it's it's like, what? why do you turn down the music? But like, I think just you can't see and hear at the same time. Do you like, think it's like sensory overload? Like, we need to turn down volume so... What, you're autistic, are you? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, man. Seriously, but... I, mean, yeah. I do get agitated over small things Oh, I, yeah, I definitely. I'm on the spectrum. Fuck, maybe I'd, that'd be a good content. Fucking go get autism testing. <laughs> or oh, I'd be so broken if I was, but. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. There's no way. There's no comeback. <laughs> you can never roast a maid in your life again. Fuck, it's like me getting Anyways, mate, so something I do, I do every day, and every time I'm on my phone, and I know everyone else does. Is you know you walk around in circles whilst you're on your phone, like you just pick shit up, yeah, like on a call. So say you're just taking a call, like even like a business call or something. You know we're making business. big business moves. Domino's. <laughs> yeah, this is Domino's piece of terrible. Hawaiian, yeah, no worries. <laughs> Anyways, I can't. 
Unfortunately, at Domino's, I can't walk around because it's one of the old landline phones that's connected to the thing. Same at JB. But anyways, you're on your mobile. You just walk around and go in circles. And my parents, my old man used to G up at me. He's like, sit, just stay still while you're on the phone. He's like, cunt, like what? Why does it matter? Like, it's a thing. I was like, why does it matter? He used to get agitated about it. And I was like, man, like... And he's like, oh, you've got to cut the reception out. There's, there's grey areas in the reception. But you're, acti- you're actually just being active and, like, even getting out of the house, which is what they wanted just to do for so long. So they can't have a break. Getting your 10,000 step count in each day. Kind of serious to say. Um, but on the note of being on the phone, Queen, everyone does this subconsciously. As soon as I feel like I've actually been attacked for this on the podcast. Customer service voice or you're at work, oh, yeah. like... Doesn't matter where you are, but as soon as there's a phone call that comes up, it's hello, Mason speaking. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like with one of my mates at work, like, oh, your mum's a milf. I'm going to fuck her and shit. I think of calling Domino's Pizza Terrible. It's Quincy. How can I help you today? <laughs> oh, you have a lovely boost. <laughs> That's a nice green sweater you have. <laughs> How can you see them? <laughs> I don't know, FaceTime at Domino. It's a new trend. Your customer service voice on FaceTime. Yeah. We don't want to get I just like to see my clients. Yeah. No. I want to see who I'm providing for. Yeah. But what about the what about the urge that we all get as human beings just to congratulate people on certain accolades? Bro, we're saying to people congratulations for having a kid. They didn't even want the fucking <laughs> We're saying well no. <laughs> Go. There's ladies out here just getting hit and run on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to say this, by the way, for some context. I was an accident. So I'm just putting yeah. that out there. Oh, Showing shit. them about us. It's kind of heavy, yeah. They didn't want me, but now I'm one of the biggest podcasters. <laughs> We've had any rain on, bro. Oh, boy. Good. You actually, I don't even like you. Oh, Mate, so I like the um one. This is what I do frequently. There's something about it. Like, it just gets the brain going. It makes you feeling good. Is when you have some water, say you have a cup of water, you gotta drink some water mm-hmm. and you're virtually done. Like you're like, oh, my thirst has been quenched. Like I've had enough water. Mm-hmm. But then you fill it up again fully and just have like one more sip because you have to oh. like you can't finish at the bottom of the glass and then you just chuck the rest <laughs> of the water out. Wait, full rate, waste of water. Right? You can't Yeah, I was gonna say that would have like Solve like fucking world drought problems in Africa and shit. We found it was in a drought a couple of years ago. We were on fucking fire. Coin was still in his house, taking a sip of water. Yeah, throwing, right throwing, right six. throwing 600 mil down the seat. <laughs> I, I do it too. I'm, I'm but I don't know. It's just something about it. Like I do it subconsciously. I just drink a whole glass and then fill it up and have one sip. It's only one sip yeah. and then chuck the rest. Wait, imagine if you saw someone doing that at the pub with a schooner. Oh. Yeah, so no, yeah, no, no, that's fucking weird. But they've had some, they've, they've worked up the same. That's the picture. They just pour it out. Boys, next round on me, he comes back with a tray because he's a toss up yeah. and he can't scare a carry. Puts the beers on the table, grabs his pictures, goes, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, bro, I'd be, I'd, as I said before, shell shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Like, how do I react to that? Like, do I call them out of it? Do I just... Do you call police? Do I leave the premises? <laughs> Am I fearing for my safety? I don't think they're not aided yeah. <laughs> Like, they're unpredictable. Man. I don't know who to believe these days. If somebody's doing those type of thing. But, Meso, you know all about this. You love your barbecue. The test click on the tongs, baby. Why do we do that? It's the sound. I think it boosts, it boosts testosterone. Yeah. I think the sound. Scientific studies have shown that if you click the tongue before the sausages, they work two hundred percent better. Yeah, you're able to flip them a lot better. We don't make the rules; that's just scientific evidence. Done, Doctor Carl. Yep. Yeah, hit us up on that. Why? Why does that happen? Yeah, on with you. Coin as well. When you're introduced to a stranger, so when they're at that barbecue with our test clicks, um, why is it that when we meet people, that we always size them up? We we compare ourselves to them straight away. Um, you meet someone who's like, don't mate, hey, young. It's that's got like a firmer handshake than you. They're taller than you. They've got better hair than you. Oh, they start talking about their career and all that sort of thing. It's like, why immediately does our brain go to, I still reckon I could knock you out. Yeah, bro. Every guy I mean, I'm like, I could big dick you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I swear to God, like, you may be bigger, you may be wealthier, you may be smarter. Maybe every facet of life bigger. 
and better than me, but I'd still fuck you up in a fight. Done. <laughs> Let's wrestle. Naked wrestle. Boy, yeah. Now. Naked wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you they wouldn't want to do it. Wait, they, know, they know who they're naked wrestling with. Pussies. They get a big old turkey slapping. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> so this one, I reckon, gave me the biggest fears, but it was also something I did subconsciously before bed from probably the age of when I was out of a cot until last week. <laughs> but, um, yeah, last night. I'm probably going to do it tonight as well. But checking under your bed to see if there's any monsters or anything. That's valid. you got to be, like, bro, you got to do a monster check. Right. They're valid, man. But as a kid, right, I feel like your perception of monsters just evolves. Like, as a kid, you like, shit, right, you think I'm like someone looking like Monsters, Inc. or a scary movie character that you've seen. Yeah, it's like you check into bed for that. Bill Cosby. Yeah, Bill Cosby. I was going to say. Solar predators, man. I'm in the lats come back. I was going to say. Hey, there's these um, non, like, fictional characters when you're younger, but as you grow up, man, it's just, you actually, well, you just be deep. You realize how, like, how much of a monster people are in humanity. No, no. Humanity is actually the greatest monster. Shit. Damn. Fuck, he's getting the inspo early, but it's like, dude, that, that's serious. Not us, but? No, nor us at all. I wouldn't know about it. Hey, so I know you don't want to say this or take part in this conversation, but <laughs> <laughs> Peter Griffin ass looking at a thing over there. But, fuck, subconsciously, every guy probably will never admit to this, but I'm speaking facts right here now, like, this is serious, but... Your eyes are always drawn to ass or tits. You're not looking at anything else first. Like, you can't tell me that if you're in your car driving over Terrible Hill and so- chicks walk in the opposite opposite direction, like with you, the same direction, sorry, you're not looking at the ass first. No, I've got... Are you going to comment? I've got my, my hands on 10 and 2. I'm checking my blind spot. I'm focused on the road. This guy, bro. <laughs> you're actually in a simp, <laughs> Fuck it up. Anyways... Worst people award for 2023, Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll move on from there. But um, Mesa, going back to the work-related scenarios as well. Say, I've just driven over the hill to Terrigal, seen a couple nice-looking chicks um, that I'm looking for their personality, not other things. <laughs> Jesus, definitely looking for personality. But I'm also having a bad day because I remember how bad their personality was at work. <laughs> I'm I'm at work and this is something I do subconsciously I did this on Saturday night because I just walked in I was in a bad mood I was tired in life like like I just didn't want to be there I just didn't even want to be alive to be honest yeah but I was just formulating every possible scenario in my head of how to quit then and there like trying to get try to formulate what people's reactions would be like what type of if there's customers in the store that if a customer just pushes my buttons I'm just like Fuck you and your pizza, cunt. Hey. <laughs> you can shove that fucking garlic right up your ass. It does this taste, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, honestly, I do this all the time. I feel like I speak on behalf of myself and other, other store and workers yeah. around the country. You can't, as soon as you tell someone, like, there's a big item that's not going to fit in someone's car. Yeah. And they're like, no, mate, it'll be right. It's like, bro, what do you... I do this for a living. Yeah, mate. Like, what are you thinking? And then they just, they'll just, I'm an R and they'll just chip away. It's like, they actually come in there with an agenda to just. They want to fuck your life up. Just fuck up. Yeah. They don't want to do anything but ruin your day and ruin your week. And they succeed most of the time. Hey, it's just unnecessary. They're putting in the negative 1%ers, Quinn. They are. They're reverse one percentering. They're negative. Negative negative 1%. They've gone square root negative one, bro. 100%. Going on the note, of, actually, I'll, I'll flip the switch here. I want to get a little bit more, a little bit more positive related because I'm, I'm getting a bit worked up now. Yeah. Um, I I feel like I definitely speak for myself and the members in my family. I don't know about you. Wait, what is it with human beings getting a loaf of bread? You put your two pieces in the toaster. You grab the loaf of bread. You spin it up. You don't tie it off, but you just fold the plastic underneath and you put it on the counter. Yeah, you can't be putting the bread clip back on. Yeah. It's like, it's too much effort, bro. It's, as humans, we try and find the path of least resistance, I feel like. Yeah. And it's just, I'm an efficient man. I'm trying to find every single, I'm trying to win every single scenario in life with 
the least amount of energy as possible. And I have to do that. So. And we've got shit to do and people to see places to be. Like, you can't be yet expanding your lead time for unnecessary reasons, Queen. So, yeah, tuck that fucking bit of plastic under King. Yeah. Wait, this one, I told you in confidence. I'm... Hey, this is like a do or die move. I am about to expose myself on the podcast here. Mate, I'm going to wait to see the reaction from the audience to say whether I agree with you or not that I do it. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> because it's so fuck. It's so fucking weird. Okay. That, like, I don't know whether I want to be known that I do this. Okay. Gentlemen, when you take a piss and you feel like you've still got a little more in the chamber, I don't know if this is just me. Actually, I know it's not just me. But do you... Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> do you caress your cock just a little, just give it a little piss tickle? And then it helps you excrete the rest of the piss. No, it's like it's like these ones, right? They are just doing on the can. If you watch some video here, it's just like a little, it's like a little <laughs> at the like tip. It's like <laughs> fuck. Obviously, it's something really fucked up, but it won't. No, it's on the bottom facing edge. You got to do it. Yeah, yeah. The, the most body, sensitive, the most sensitive, the one part. that doesn't see the most sunlight. <laughs> the most sensitive part of the male appendage. You yeah. just grab your pinky. It's gonna be a pinky too. Okay. Yeah, the most yeah, it's the most like gentle a, finger. Yeah, you just give me a little, yeah, a little rubber that it's like, like you rub yeah. your dog under the chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just helps you get it. the rest of the piss up. And you, as I am not going to throw you under the bus because you're not telling our audience what you do. No. But coin is a serial pisser. Yeah. This man, I've sat next to him on a fucking plane. I've had the aisle seat. This cunt's had the window seat. I got up and down. Experience I think we created turbulence for the whole fucking plane with the amount of this cunt going out of his seat. I've got a small bladder man, Darius. I wrote his nervous pisser. I don't know what's going on. Oh, no, planes do do it for me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, I just get nervous on that, but that's what the piss tickle's for. <laughs> piss tickle's for. <laughs> Please, guys, don't roast us too hard. I know it's... Fuck, I wonder if actually other people do it, or we're the only two people on the planet that do it. If, if they are, and our fellow piss tickle. It's especially it. before bed. I, it's like ever prominent before I go to bed, because I'm like, I've got to get as much out of me as I can. Whoa. There can't be anything left in, like, my dick. Again, I'm, I'm getting a bit of it. So it's after you've put your cop to use. So after you pay a wank or you've had just a bird. Yeah. You've got to do a piss tickle just to excrete the... Oh, yeah. On that topic, Ray, so is it criminal not to piss after it? I've heard that you can actually get like problems. You do you want to... Yeah, UTIs if you don't piss yes. after, you know, doing the dig. Just don't be silly rapping, Willie boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm all for that. Um, But yeah. Piss ticklers, give us a give us a message. Give us a shout out. I, I think we can start a community. <laughs> <laughs> we start a cult, the piss ticklers. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. Anyways, the ones, the piss ticklers, that's that. And in the in the lead music. Let's go. Alright guys, um, back for our final segment of this evening. Um so final big segment I should say before we do our classic little outro that we usually do. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, I feel like this is our best episode yet. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hell yeah, um, we're growing every episode, Mason. Yeah, I reckon. Just getting better and better. Um, guys, we before I start this segment, all right, I want to chuck in a little disclaimer. Yeah. Um, Coin and I, we we come up with these things for a laugh. We don't mean it to go any more deeply than that. Um, we love every single one of our listeners, and we're just having a bit of fun. So for this next next segment. We're going to talk masculine females and feminine males. The attributes of like both. And yeah. What, what kind of like mixes over from one gender and goes into the other and meshes and something that's probably a little bit frowned upon. Like yeah. But with some aspects. We, we promote diversity, all that jazz. Um, yeah. And we love men. We love women. We love everyone. We're just... Yep, I've kissed guys, I've kissed kids. Hey, we're, we're, <laughs> we're lovers, not finders. <laughs> but we just want to talk about a couple things. We're also throwing ourselves under the bus here too. So Yeah, exactly. This is like a lot of the guy stuff that we do, that's we say is like feminine. Yeah. Uh, we do it probably ourselves for the most part. Especially after a couple of beers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. after a couple of beers, there's always deadly things to do. Big time. But Mace, I'm going to kick us off with a cracker one. Go. Blokes sitting down to piss late at night. Wait. I do when I hit. Oh yeah, but hundred <laughs> percent. Um, as we were talking about earlier, of like um being efficient and 
energy expenditure. I, yeah. I don't want to be like steep. When I'm like late at night, I'm like, fuck, I don't know whether I can be bothered to aim in. It's like yeah. this big accuracy thing. Whereas if I'm sitting down, I know where it's gone. Right. Like, and I feel like also at night, the blood's pumping to that area too. So you'd be like, you could be spraying a fucking pressure cleaner if you stand up. Oh, you know, is that, that's what I mean. Like after a post away. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> That like needs to go in any direction. That could go at a right angle. It looks, like, it looks like a DNA strand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fruit goes every country. Yeah, yeah, it does a double here. Yeah, it's a fucking sprinkler, man. Yeah. So you can't be too... It can go in any direction. You've got to be safe and just sit down and point it down. It's... And it minimises noise. Exactly. Double whammy. 100%. All right, Corey. Um, I've actually worked with a few of these ladies. Girls that wear steel cap boots. I feel like that brings out their masculine side. Yeah, they could probably bench a hundred. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking strong with them. They probably outwork you. Run of respect. You'll probably dominate when I had the bedroom. Someone's got to do it. I mean, I don't really mind if someone. <laughs> I'm like one of those guys. You'd like to get them nominated. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. One wants to get paid. <laughs> no, not no, not that far. <laughs> <laughs> we just spoke about this next time with Andy Raymond. I'm throwing myself and Andy under the bus here. Blokes that watch maths. I fucking love maths. Uh, it's one of those things that you just get drawn into, eh? It's like, fuck, you try hard as not to, but it's like, I think as humans, we're like innately drawn to drama. Oh. Like, we just crave drama. And I think maths is like the perfect representation of that. It's yeah. like, fuck, there's so much drama in it. If the world was all fucking rainbows, unicorns, happily ever afters, it wouldn't be interesting. So we need that drama, like something to spice things up. Like I love, I love coming home after a fucking good day. I've got a nice house, beautiful family, fucking like mum cooks me dinner. I love watching cunts' marriages fall apart on TV. You know what I mean? It's such a shit person, man. Holy fuck. I'm sorry. That's so pessimistic, man. Like, whatever. Anyways, Mazo, this one's kind of like, I'm not a massive fan of, but this goes out to all the single mothers out there. Shout it. Chicks that mow the lawn. It's a bit like... Oh, yeah, I, I love mowing the lawn, so it's a bit of a toad on for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they probably don't mow it right, do they? Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> you got to do the right angles and shit, get the whip snipper going. That's all right. If there's, any, if there's any ladies out there that are willing to venture into the landscaping business, give me a call, mate, so I'll give you a free mowing lesson. First one on the house. Yeah. And he'll ride, he, he'll ride you after. <laughs> <laughs> Makes her ride on mower. <laughs> Again, I have done this. Blokes that make a good cheese platter. <laughs> I'm not a cheese platter guy, bro. Just bring out the chips. You're also lactose intolerant, so the smell of cheese makes you check yourself. I was going to say, I'm not doing some shit farts. I have a revival. Honestly, like, when we did when we did our little friend miss just before Christmas and before you guys went to Bali and ditched me, yeah, I um, yeah, that's all right. That's sort of my undoing. Yeah. Um, Kato and I made a fucking cracker. Actually, that is such a lot. We bought the stuff to make a cheese plate. We gave it to all the we gave it to all the girls. Yeah. And they they divvied it up. They put yeah. it together. Quicker, like the quickest jigsaw puzzle you've ever seen. Fucking they just all honestly they spawned. Like yeah. there was like six of them came from outside, fucking summoned this like a Ouija board fucking chopping board. Put all this shit on there. Yeah, there's like 10 different cheeses and shit on it. And Kato and I carried it out and took all the credit. <laughs> hey guys, the Fazeros, hey. this is what we brought. But here's what I reckon about it, mate. So like, I don't do this myself. I'm just like, I feel like people that like make cheese platters and shit, they think they have like a bachelor of fucking maturity, bro. Yeah. Like, why do you think like... Yeah, because I think we've like graduated. It's like that next Cheese stage. Cheese wine, bro. Like, why do you, yes. why do you think you made? You think you made it in life? You haven't gone anywhere. It's it's, a, it's <laughs> an age thing. Oh damn it! Come yeah, like you said, it comes back to like maturity. So I feel like as yeah, as you get older, you develop different tastes. It's like yeah, yeah. It. I actually found out this the other day. Um, only as kids you have way more like a bigger quantity of taste buds or something or more intense taste buds. Mm. So things that you probably like now as an adult, you would have hated as a kid. Like I never liked bullets as a kid. Yeah. I could, yeah, I know. I can, you can bear on it now. Exactly. Um, and I feel like probably as a result, obviously you can't have wine as a little tacker. And if you did, you'd probably have a roof over your head now. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we're just, yeah, as you. Oh, sure. holy water. <laughs> you didn't have holy water. Wait, true enough. Jesus don't worry into wine. So I must <laughs> Um, but yeah, I feel like as we, as we get older, we have a bit more etiquette, that sort of thing. I don't know. Just like, it sort of came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden, cunts are just doing cheese platters. Yeah, I know. Cringe at us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oscillate it. 
But I think this is correct. And this actually is a turn on for me myself. This is a masculine thing. I'm not, I'm not throwing chicks under the bus here and saying you can't drive, but I am at the same time. <laughs> but chicks that can reverse parallel, Mazo. That's like a masculine trait. Like, if you can do that, I'm very impressed. I'm going to suck you off here for a second. You're a good driver. Like, like, I've said this, like, my whole entire life. I'm in the top 0.1% of drivers on the planet. Like, mate. Like, not... <laughs> it's the only thing I'll, I'll take, like, and rev myself up about. But I think I'm, like, one of the best drivers, honestly. Not, like, in terms of fastness and just, like, road rules, being responsible... Huh? Fastness. Yeah, not fastness. Make it up words. Yeah. <laughs> Make it up things about it. But let me tell a good story about that one, May so oh. This is such a good I think story. I know the one, but please. So I was with my mate Kato. Shout out to uh, my mate. So he's part of uh, the Indian populace. So obviously he's probably not the best driver ever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he actually is a terror like he's actually an alright driver, but terrible no, parker. No, he's he's alright. I'll give him props. Not a great parker, but so we're going around jam packed terrible on like a Saturday night and it's like full on packed as like picking me up. Yeah, we picked you up that yeah, night, eh? Yeah. yeah. And we're going around the block and anybody that has been in terrible on a pack night now his parks are hard to come by. You gotta take whatever you can get. Mm-hmm. So we're driving around, and there's a few parks that pop up out of nowhere and he's like, No, I can't, it's a reverse parallel. And I was like, bro, you gotta take him, like, otherwise we're popping all the way up of the hill and we're going on a fucking mission down here. And so we drive up the hill and then I was like, let's swap. Like, I'll <laughs> pull over. <laughs> this is so bad for you. This is kind of cretin. But so I get into the driver's seat and we drive back down the hill and the park opens up and it's a fucking tight ass park, bro. Like he's got a Ute, like a Navara and it, yeah. it's hard. It was like a really tight park, you know, and his main street terrible. The beery, li- like beery line was like all yeah. down there. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this is a do or die. This makes or breaks me in like And just for just for context for the viewers, Tato's that mate, he's got all the gear, but he's got no idea. So he's he's got, oh. he's got the ball bar, like he's got the fucking yeah. massive wheels of roof racks. Like he's done everything he can to make it more difficult. He literally for puts a tradie ladder on his roof and has never taken it off. Bro, <laughs> he's, he's making life more difficult for himself by <laughs> driving his car. Ma, we love Kato, but... He, <laughs> we do love you. Ah, and it... Anyways, yeah, so I've done this reverse parallel park right, Meso, and I could not have perfected it more. Like, it was, like, the best park, one of the best parks I've ever done, right? Mm. And just the whole scenario made me feel so good about myself because it's, like, we swapped seats. Like, I had to do it. Like, I was under pressure. Mm. I was under pressure from people. And then to top it off, mate, Kato's got his window wind down. There's this old bloke with his family. He's probably 50-odd years old. And I get out the car, and he's like, great to see, mate, that there's still some really good young drivers around. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I swear to God, I was untouchable for the next week. Invincible. Like, that was the most invincible. I actually don't think I've ever got a better compliment. And just, like, I've never felt so much pride, and I was never been so much full of, like, just, like, proud. I was so proud that day. Just Just to pick you up a little further, to suck you off a little more. I can't drive manual. Kato's car was a manual too. Yeah, and as a manual as well. Oh, just to mate. just to add the cherry on. Just set me off. But uh, if I saw a chick do that, I would just I'd marry her on the site, man. I don't care about what she looks like, I, whether she's got a great personality. Not the question. Whether she's got uh, other features, but um, <laughs> well, yeah. you were definitely looking at her as you were fucking driving, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't mean the had the fucking high beams on. She was in your sights. All right. I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. I get stage fright when I take a piss in public. Yeah. Even if you know you've got a bigger cock. Well, I'd say it's average. I don't know. I'm really asked. Mine's probably below. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling myself it's average. It's not. Um, But blokes who piss in in the cubicle, in the the toilet, opposed to the trough. Um, I'm like 50-50. If the the trough's like really... Um, like packed, packed. I'm like, oh no, I'll go to the. Kid. Also, yeah, but you also can't be that bloke that just nestles in next to someone. You know what I mean? Like that's weird. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to be touched. Yeah, you don't want to be touched when you're taking a piss. Yeah, that it, that is kind of feminine though, going to the cubicle unless it's a piss tickle. Yeah, yeah. Like, take the touching. Yeah, <laughs> piss tickle. Oh, yeah, going back to that piss tickling in the uh, trough. Do you do that as well? Oh, that's a bit sketchy. 
Because, yeah, I've never yeah. done that, though. You yeah. get caught, yeah. and it's like you just have whack them one off. And it just look, it looks Ooh. so seedy. Yeah. And then, like, what do you do when you make eye contact? Like, the worst thing you can do is giggle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> oh, on, the other, on, on the other end of the spectrum, shit, sorry, jumbling words up and all that. Too many bits. Uh, I see. Exactly. Chicks who fart. Wait, I don't think they exist. <laughs> Did chicks have bum holes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Let me wrong. Yeah. I've never seen one. Dropped it now. Chicks far. Exactly. They only come out doing anal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the difference between a fridge and a gay bloke? I don't know. A fridge doesn't fart when you pull your meat out. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck it out. Anyway, I, I actually think it's kind of... It's like... It, Probably builds like a bit of chemistry when a chick farts in front of you for the first time. Don't you reckon? It's a very, yeah, it's a relationship building experience. Yeah, it's like, Strength I feel like everything's off. like downhill from there. Like, you know what I mean? The tension's high. Like, you don't want to, sure. like, because I wouldn't even want to fart. Like, I wouldn't want to be the first person to fart. Well, Do you know what I mean? Full disclosure, I still have not farted in front of my girlfriend. Oh, really? I've been holding it. I've been getting stomach problems. Boy, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. But well, I've actually left to go to the bathroom a couple of times. Before I like, jumped in the pit. You're like, oh, I'm just going to pick, go pick my sister up from school. You just get to sit in your car and fart <laughs> the ten of it straight. <laughs> Let it all out. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. It's actually, it's actually like, I, I get nervous. Like, I could talk about it easy. I could fart on the podcast, no worries. But when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to the missus, I just don't want to let it go. That's fair enough. But, mate, so talking about the misses as well, probably something you love to do. Um, I know I love to do by myself. I'm a loner. So <laughs> I love to, and I'm a sucker for this. This is a feminine thing that I reckon a lot of guys do but will never admit to. But, yeah. fuck, I love a good rom-com, man. Oi, I watched Love Actually for the first time the other day. Have you seen that? No, I don't think so. Is it on Netflix? It's, true. it's actually got, it's got a grommy cast. It's got, like, um, Snape from Harry Potter's in it. Fucking, um, there's uh, Liam Neeson's in it. Yeah. Um, and there's a few like popular actresses and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. But it's actually a very like good movie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a rock. And Lions, um, what's that? I'm not ashamed of Wait, I'm like obsessed with Friends with Benefits, man. Like, you, you know, is it Miller Kunis? Yeah, Miller Kunis. And is it Ashton, Ashton Kutcher? Kutcher? Yeah. Or it, married Day. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I swear to God, I'm like a sucker for that. And what's, um, what's the main, the notebook? I haven't seen it. I swear to God, man, it'll change your life. Right. You'll never go back to an action movie after. Right. <laughs> well, like, I swear to That's God. That's cool. Boy, and I feel teared up. <laughs> Fuck. I got real vulnerable doing it, bro. <laughs> but, yeah. Blink. That's It's sad, but it's such a good love story. Oh, I'm just a suck of a love story yeah. today. Such a love story, guy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But, Coyne, I'll turn it up again. This is another turn on, but it also shows girls who have a bit more of a masculine mindset. Just when they know what they want to eat. Like, I feel like girls are always, like, trying to be polite, like, like yeah. a little bit feminine and that sort of thing, saying, like, oh, no, I'll just go wherever you want to go and that sort of thing. Just be cool. If you want a Macca's burger, tell me. Tell me, please. No, yeah. It save me so much time and effort. Just fucking tell me where you want to eat. Exactly. Like, literally fucking eat anything. I'll eat a greasy burger. i eat... Actually, I won't eat sushi. I was going to say sushi. Sushi. I don't know. Like, that's, that's... I want to eat seaweed, man. <laughs> No, that's just seriously. You were throwing stuff under the bar. I reckon you are. One I'm going to get roasted, and I'm so good to roast. But you're one of the only people I know that doesn't. Oh well, sushi. they can all go and eat seaweed. Come on, and Don't have good taste. Yeah, I guess. It's, I guess. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, Naso, I'm not a fan of this. I know your brother's got some. If he's listening, shout out. Actually, not shout out to Angus. No, he won't listen. Hell's a dick, anyways. But uh, blokes with piercings, is that is that a big feminine call? Or are you... Oh. If you, have like, two, if you have an ear piercing on both sides as a guy, you're feminine. I can respect that, yeah. I can, no, no. No, no, no. I, I can respect your call. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, if you have one in one ear, like I've seen some like light-skinned guys like with one, and it's like, yeah, it looks really nice. <laughs> Do you remember growing up and then people would have like one ear piercing and be like, oh, that's the gay ear? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Is there a broad ear? Is that a thing? I don't know. I reckon that's I'm calling cap. Yeah, that right. no idea. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, like I feel like if you have if you have more than two plus piercings on each ear, I feel like that's like emo. Like that's going emo territory. Like I don't know. The 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 one to like put it like over the edge is if you're going to have a nipple piercing. Like that's crazy. 
Like yeah. that's like, that's a messed up. Yeah, we're moving away from the face now. Yeah, like it has, yeah, that's, that's out there, man. <laughs> I feel like, I think like imagine going to the beach with your mate and like he's just got his nipple pierced. He takes. I tell him to bring a rashy cunt. Well, would that that would have worse because if like yeah yeah you get stiff nipples. I wouldn't know how to react. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Yeah, but Queen again throwing us under the bus as a collective, our whole group of mates. As soon as we get a couple of drinks into us, we start excreting a little bit of fruitiness. <laughs> we get so fruity. That's such a good word for excreting. Fruit. <laughs> Are we? What are we talking about? Are we talking like apple or from tropical fruit punch? Like, fruit punch. <laughs> fruit punch always. There's no in fruit punch. There is no in between. No. Nah, so I'm gonna put this on the spectrum. So just like an apple juice, like a bit of fruitiness. That's like a kiss you made on the lips. And a tropical grabs apple. Oh no! We'll actually, we'll go like hug your mate. Okay. Yeah. Hug your mate, Zach. And well, on the other spot, like the tropical fruit punch. That's like giving your mate a hand job. <laughs> like what? Like so? What's the spectrum of that? Spectrum. I did real quick. Fuck off! I don't even know. What's now it. deep on the spectrum. <laughs> but what's what's in the middle of that? Like a boost juice? Like you hook up with it? Like a hook up's crazy. That's like a boost. If you're hooking up, you're probably gay. I think. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I'd say ninety nine point nine nine. But everyone loves their mates. <laughs> we've promoted it. Like, wait, what we what did we say in one of the first episodes? Back yourself. Back yourself. Ten times out of ten. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as hooking up with mates, but, but if that's what you like, I've got that's, no problem. And that's what my mate needs to get him out of a dark place. Would you go there? Well, if your mate's like, man, I'm in a bad place, I need to hook up. I could probably refer him to a therapist, but then I'd do it. Yeah. You're a good mate. Yeah. <laughs> Someone you're a great mate. Uh, to top it off, Mason, I think we've already touched upon it as well, is girls that say oi. I've already said, we've kind of touched on it as like a bit of an ick, but I also think that's like a masculine good thing that... Oi. Yeah. Like, it's just like a... Ma- like, oi. <laughs> if chicks are saying oi or like, I don't like when chicks say the C word. That's a bit of like a double standard, I reckon, because right. I say the C word like it's very hypocr- very hypocritical of us. But I feel like we just, as a society, it's not. I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's just stereotypical thing. We expect women to be. They can say any other thing, like, yeah. but the C word. I reckon they just. They just. It's like a compliment in a way because it's sort of like they're more polite and well mannered than we are. Yeah, as well. So I feel like that's not it's not a, like out of line for us to say because we just experience. girls are hundred percent more well mannered. Like hundred percent. Like listen to our podcast. I don't, <laughs> doesn't take a rocket scientist yeah. to realize yeah. that. But when you mix those two together, oi and the c word. Like if a chick's like oi c word, nah man. And then she rips, she rips a fat fuck and yeah. yellow caps on, and then she mows the lawn. That's some masculine <laughs> stuff, right there, Jesus Christ. Be checking her undergarments. Yeah. Well, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm seeing if she's got some extra package downstairs. <laughs> All right, guys, that closes out um, our masculine females and feminine males. Um, again, we're, we're just touching on a few stereotypes there, not necessarily what we believe in, but um, we hope that you guys see the light in that conversation. And welcome back from the interlude music to conclude our episode today. What a great episode it's been. And what better way to kick it off, Meso, than our song of the week. So what's yours? Kick it off or end it off? The episode. Yeah, shit. <laughs> well, I think you pissed that. Yep, I think I'm pissed. <laughs> um, I'm in. <laughs> uh, Queen, for me, I'm going with a song that featured in um, the 2022 Ice 100. I believe it came in at number 64. It's Anakin by the Ryans. Uh, Skywalker, yeah. I actually don't know why it's called Anakin. Anakin, but it's no, it's a it's a bop, and it's just a good song to listen to when you're in the car with your mates, cruising through the countryside or by the beach or whatever. Good that's fair enough. Yeah, that's actually good vibes. Yeah, whatever. What are you also on hottest hundred or do I? Currently, I have now. Fuck, I hate myself for it. But what's what you got for me, mate? So I got um, I'm on a bit of a bandwagon. Obviously, he's just been to Australia. Fred again. Everyone knows who he is, or if you haven't known, you know who he is now. Um, after every. Scrolling through a video on TikTok, he was everywhere pretty much. I actually do really like his music. It's kind of like sounds like it's from a different like planet, just like vibe. It's just like vibey as music. Yeah. But his song Maria, I think, and then it's like pull me out of this. Yeah, Maria, and then like in brackets, brackets pull me out of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my favorite song at the moment. It's just like a vibey song. Yeah. It's kind of weird how he like names all these songs after somebody. Yeah, or something. Um, but like I heard that he actually. 
like he will record things in real life and then use that. So like the um, words you hear in the song are like recordings that he's just done from like life to life thing. No, I love that about artists. Eh? Like you see the things that they come up with. I know that like Midnight Oil going a bit old school had a song where they broke a beer bottle in the background. Yeah, and it, they kept it in there. Yeah, Vance Joy on his new album. Yeah, it's record, creative. Recorded like. um, one of the songs in his wardrobe in Italy in a room that he was staying in because it had yeah. the best acoustics. And then they kept the original audio. Like yeah. saying that, like Fred again keeping his voice recordings and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's cool. Eh? Like I, I reckon it's like super pretty fucking talented and creative. Yeah, have you seen him as well? He goes hard on like the. Oh, uh, I don't even. It's not like a DJ deck. It's like a, a little like soundboard like type of thing and with different sounds he goes he goes here on it man no, it's, it's lucky woman yeah he's got some fast fingers man <laughs> Jesus Christ anyway mate so we'll, I'll kick it off with mine yeah. um I actually haven't written this down so I have to get my phone <laughs> <laughs> shit my bad guys fuck he's on the clock now but I actually seen this uh from um I just looked up this to kind of cringe <laughs> um like Famous like rapper quotes or something, <laughs> and from Immortal Technique. <laughs> don't don't go through coin search history. Bro. Yeah, don't go through my search history. There's some weird stuff. So from Immortal Technique, this is really inspirational, and we can all get aboard this. Heavy with it. The purpose of life is a life with a purpose. So I'd rather die for a cause than live a life that is worthless. Shit. That's Steve. That's like. But that's actually, you come to think about it, like if you, I know I'm like the cringe guy and shit, <laughs> like this podcast, but you actually think if you don't have a purpose in life, like that actually is the purpose of life, I feel like, to find your purpose, like, and have a purpose and have something you always strive towards. Yeah. And like do something every day that you're like striving towards. Because you think, I actually don't think goals are, once you get to a goal, you're like, oh, what's the next goal? You know what I mean? Like, I think the journey to get to the goal is the reason why you live, not actually get actually being at the goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah okay. The journey to get to the goal. The journey is better than actual, the destination. Yeah. The journey is better than the destination. Okay. Yeah. That, as you had to put it in lamest terms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a minute. No, but I'm with you. I'd, yeah. I respect that. Mesa, what's your quote? I know you've always got something inspirational to say. I do. And speaking of inspirational, I'm grabbing this one from the Inspired Unemployed. Yep. So I want to stand on your other but shout out to those boys. I yeah, they're great. They're so funny. I love them. I love Jack and Matt. Um, Fuck. First name basis, man. Yeah. Wait, funny story. Go back and listen to one of their episodes. I feature on it not as a voice, but as a DM. And yeah. I ask him a couple of questions. Mesa's deep in their DM. That is shit. Fuck right, I've got, I've got contacts, baby. Yeah. Andy Raymond, inspired on him for you. Who's next? Um, but yeah, I did grab this from their podcast. I think it was submitted to them by another viewer, so I, I didn't grab that person's name, but I remember the quote very vividly. Um, so the bad news is, Coin, that time flies. The good news, however, is that you're the pilot. So as well, as long as, t- like, time may go quick, but you're in charge of how you spend that time. Tying into my quote that you can you can create your own destiny and like the journey you go on, you can like um, get to your own destination because you're the pilot. We didn't even plan that, eh? That just happened. Yeah, that kind of like blended well together, actually. We're just, we're the one. Fuck, I love you. We're, we're, we're messed as a 1% together. We're fucking just 0.5%. One entity. We will yeah. be referred to as 1% as you can't call us Mesa and Queen anymore. Anyways, mate, so <laughs> we'll wrap it up there. What a, a beautiful episode we've had uh, with a lot of laughs and good stories in our. A big step into what's uh, more to come in our, our podcast. Yep. Um, so we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for listening, the ones. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, well said, Queen. Thanks, guys. See you later. Love yous.